Listener discretion is always advised. I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now, you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now, water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. This is for masters, this technique. You already know what's going on over here. Today is Monday, February the 6th. What's going on? I am Justice. This is my solo produced podcast. This is a Justice and the Peace podcast production. Let's get it. I had to check the date in the middle of this joint, man. Took a couple of days off. I mean, God, what is going on in the media? I mean, you got everything up under the sun once again, under the sun. I mean, where do I begin? Where would I begin? Where should I begin? I mean, it's still Black History Month. We still see exactly that the police officers don't give two shit about us. We see that the government don't give two shit about us. We actually see that uh, most of the people that we consider our family members don't give a shit about us neither. But what can you do? As I always ask, always ask, what the f*** can you do? I know what I do. You see, I find resolve. I find comfort in this small little space with my microphone in someone else's garage. But might I remind you one thing? My name is Justice. This is the Peace Podcast. This is the best solo produced podcast ever made. I firmly stand on that statement and all challengers will be accepted plus challenges. I don't know what to tell y'all, but let me go ahead and start the show. I mean, goodness. I know y'all, I know everybody's out there. Get on what's hot. Get on what they're talking about. Get on this, get on that. Let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you this right now. There is more than what you know that's going on. Now, everybody is talking about all of the shit that's happening with all of these interviews. Everyone's talking about Lizzo. Well, no one except for me is talking about Lizzo showing up to the Grammys with aluminum foil wrapped around her body, looking like a busted box of aluminum foil. But hey, I, I, I mean, grandson, my guy, what, what, what's, what's going on? I mean, the, the, what should I do? All right, as you wish. This is kind of what I do, grandson. Um, you know, so many times when, when, when I'm searching the internet, not even searching anymore, shit just finds me. No matter what it is that I'm doing, some shit is just sent to me. Volunteered information, as I would like to call it. I don't know about you, but I heard this shit over the weekend. Okay, y'all, my... Name is Love, my biological, my given name. Um, I am the biological daughter of Alia Halton and Robert. Wait a second now. <laughs> All right now, this is coming to you from So Proud to Be Black. A woman on TikTok is currently going viral because, because she claims, now this is a claim, she claims 
to be the secret child of Aaliyah and R. Kelly. Um, couldn't take it away. R. Kelly, R. Kelly, and um, I just want to tell my truth and tell also tell my mother's truth. I got a question about truths and about people telling their truth. What if the person who's telling you their truth is completely motherfucking delusional? What if this person has mental issues? Isn't their truth still a truth because they don't know anything else except for the truth that it is that they know? Yeah, nah, let her talk. Because I feel like it's time and it's needed. It feel, I feel that I went through so many things as far as keeping this identity and then living with different family members that was there to, you know the industry, you guys know how it can get. And I just want the world to know that the best part of me and I am also extension of my mother, Aliyah Hawton. Now, I don't know how to feel about that because Easily you don't have to go on the internet to, to gain any attention. Do you know there's these companies, one's called 23andMe. Um, I'm not being, they're not a sponsor or anything else, but they help me find my motherfucking dad. They help me find my Caucasian family. So I don't understand why would you take it to the internet. And plus, I hate to say this uh, young lady who forgot her first name in the beginning of the post, um, you don't look like neither one of these motherfuckers. And, and, and I mean, you just don't. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you took Aaliyah's dad's jeans and you took R. Kelly's uncle's jeans. I don't know. But you don't look neat. You don't look like neither one of them motherfuckers. I been shipped around or constantly because when I, as far as when I was younger. Okay, and your family... If, okay, if this is true, devil's advocate for her, if this is true, your family really does love you. They've been trying to keep you out of the cult that it is that people say R. Kelly was running out of Chicago. Because of who my father was and what he did to her and all. That's what I just said. So many other little girls around, the, well, I don't know around the world, but other little girls. And I was aware of both of them at one point in my life. All right, I can't listen to all of it, man. But uh, go over to So Proud to Be Black to hear about this lady's. Uh, or go to TikTok. Go to TikTok. Uh, she's on TikTok. Type in R. Kelly's secret daughter. I'm pretty sure you can find what the fuck it is that I'm talking about right there. Now, it, it's always some some negative shit in the news i can't even get the fuck around that shit it's always some negative shit in the news so let me just go ahead and start it off with something a bit more positive but it's stuff to eat and you're gonna stab me over some pizza are you serious wait a second what is going on what the fuck is going on here you gonna kill me over some pizza? Yes. This little fat kid, sorry little obese brother, but this little fat kid is wielding a knife over a, a man, I, 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 I think, it's gotta be a guy. Um, it looks like the guy's in the bed laying down, sitting down or something, but this fat dude, this little fat kid, he has tears running down his face past his nipples. <laughs> What the fuck is going on over some pizza? 
Like, are you dead ass right now? You're gonna kill me over some pizza? I'll give you pizza! I gave you pizza, but somebody mama screamed. You don't give me pizza? That's just deep, bro. That's deep. Nigga, you know what's deep? The wounds that you that he will sustain if you stab his ass over some pizza. All right, bro, but it's all right. I don't want to share that pizza. It's other stuff to eat in here. You really gonna kill me over some pizza, my nigga? Yo. You gonna pull out a knife on me over some fucking pizza? Yes. What is wrong with this? Never mind. I gave you pizza. All right. That's because your fucking dad bought that for you because it was nothing. That ain't your son. Somebody else's son was about to stab this man. Who is that? Are you the stepdaddy? It, he should stab your ass if you came over to his house and ate little man's pizza because he's a man, man. He's going to be a big motherfucking fella. And I promise you, when he gets to A, hey, if, if your big ass is listening to this right now, do not look for me, motherfucker. Your ass was an obese baby. The ear here. It's stuffed the ear here. That's my fucking pizza. Do you want to die? Do you want to die? Go put the fucking knife down if I slap the shot of you. <laughs> Well, I mean, over pizza, right? That's what we're doing. That's that's 2023 wrapped up by me, J to the motherfucking P. Yes, the little kid was about to stab this dude over some fucking pizza. Like I said, positive. You want positive, right? Here you go. Here's a positivity. I've never seen a nine-year-old graduate, but that's just what nine-year-old David Balagoon has done, graduating from... Hold on, David. Let me give you your right introduction i've never seen a nine-year-old graduate but that's just what nine-year-old david balagoon has done graduating from reach cyber charter school in harrisburg we're just proud that we're able to individualize his instruction they didn't bog me down they also advocated for me saying he can do this he can do that david took classes remotely from his home in bucks county he loves science and computer programming i want to be an astrophysicist and i wanted to study black holes and supernova i've never all right now this is coming to you from the shade room now the shade room is reporting about this this nine-year-old david belgum who becomes the youngest ever high school grad one of the youngest ever high school graduates now once again uh the credit goes to the shade room from pennsylvania this little kid has become one of the youngest ever high school graduates at just nine years old this kid right here has a, has a high school diploma and i do not it is so sad i mean whoa little guy the young prodigy has even started attaining credits for his university degree he's a nine-year-old with a brain that just has the capacity to understand and comprehend a lot of concepts that are beyond his years and sometimes beyond my understanding said ranya okay said his mother Okay, David was awarded the 2022 Distinguished Student Award from the Pennsylvania Association of Gifted Education. And he's also a member of the Mensa International, the largest high IQ society in the world. In his spare time, David loves to play sports and the piano. He is currently working to earn his black belt in martial arts. Good shit, David. That's right. Be smart. And if they say something about 
about you being smart, you fucking sidekick them in their heart. That's exactly what you do. You kick them right in their fucking chest because you're educated. You know that you don't kill people if you kick them in the chest, right? Right? Right. All right. Anyway, yes, there's some good news for you because shit is about to get very ugly very fast on this show. And I'm not even going to lie to you. Before I bring you all of the facts that it is that have been not only presenting themselves, but only provide more opportunistic people the opportunity to become vultures in the situation that's already bloody. Let me go ahead and give you, of course, what we all want, what we all need, some morbid facts. Badasses of History, Part 12. After having his leg amputated due to cancer, 21-year-old Terry Fox started running across Canada to raise money for cancer research. Every day he ran a full marathon for 143 straight days until his cancer worsened, forcing him to stop. He ran a total of 3,338 miles and his fundraiser has helped raise more than $600 million to date. Ludmila Pavlichenko, the most successful female sniper in history, struggled to pull the trigger on her first few kills. But that all changed when she saw a German soldier shoot a young Russian boy. She said he was such a nice happy boy, after that nothing could stop me. She went on to record 309 confirmed kills against the Nazis. During World War II, American Private Edward Orange was found clutching a sword surrounded by 13 dead Japanese soldiers. Clinging on to life, his last words were, I guess they didn't know I was a Marine. Badass. Damn, man, he, this motherfucker right here. Hey, Marines, them grunts, they ain't nothing to fuck with. Uh, 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 uh small little fact about, uh, your, your, your podcaster who's talking right now. When I was in high school, I was in ROTC. And uh, I did want to become a Marine when I got older. Unfortunately, I slipped and I lost my balance and I fell in some wet-ass pussy. Unfortunately, that's why you hear my voice today. Anyway, yes, thank you once again for those morbid facts. I mean, the facts is one thing that a lot of people like to run from. One thing that a lot of people like to get the fuck away from. The facts are what are the foundation. They are the standard that got us here, right now, where we are. Now, the facts also become convoluted, dirty. They can even become ugly. Now, one dirty fact, one ugly fact is that Bill Cosby did drug bitches and he did fuck them, but before he drugged them and before he fucked them, did he ever say anything that was remotely funny or remotely educational to our community? Listen. You tell me and prove to me that black people are violent and that they're going to take over, and I can open up the New York Daily News and show you white people who are killing their daughters, their husbands, their wives, their children, killing each other off. Well, if we put that in the paper, and make it black and white, which is where the whole thing happens. It's in the paper. If a black man does something, it says, John Jones, black this, said black, 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 and did the black, black. Now, if a white man does it, it isn't white man Jones. It's just a man. Nondescript, just a regular old raggedy man, went out, killed his two daughters and his wife, and shot himself. 
Now, if he does that, then everybody seems to just either sympathize with it or let it go out the window. But if a black man does it, then any white bigot can point his finger and say, see that? There they go again. Well, that's, that isn't right. It isn't right. And it isn't. It makes you wonder some it makes me wonder. I don't I don't know what the fuck you motherfuckers do. And I ain't finna make no excuses or put myself inside of your brain. But well, <laughs> I'm already there. But like I was saying, it makes me wonder sometimes, like, did Bill Cosby go astray? Did he see something that possibly it is that I did not see? I mean, you know, I see exactly what it is that my generation has propped up. I admit what it is that our generation created it it's not really pretty it's not really respectable but what makes it even worse is when someone from my generation after <laughs> after and i'm not laughing at this situation but after doing something egregious something that should be handled in a more discreet manner or, or shouldn't have happened at all so after something happens and it should not have happened at all it is your actions that speak measures volumes louder than your damn words now i don't know how some of y'all get down i know back in the 90s the wrong thing to do would to be talking on the phone or doing any of that other shit. I don't understand what's the difference from talking on the phone and then doing on video interviews for the whole fucking internet to see. You know what I'm talking about. I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm talking about this Jay Prince situation. Now, I have to definitely I wrestled with talking about this this issue because this does intersect with both uh, generations, par partially mine and a big issue with the new generation who has rap in their clutches, who has the grasp, a chokehold on this music industry right now. And I just want to say, you know what? I'm going to let him talk and then I'll let you know how I feel. All right. Offset, dude. I ain't going to leave him out. You know, I'm just real like this, you know. Wait a second, buddy. And this is all respect to Jay Prince, his son, the whole organization, and whatever it is that they got going on. But what do you mean you're not going to leave him out? The group that he was in was called Migos. I may be 42 years old, dumb as shit, retarded as fuck, a detard by nature. But he was in a group called the Migos. And the Migos means friends so what you're doing right now is something that you would definitely knock a nigga block off for back in our days this is what you're doing right now you are disrespecting him not only by a new school thing because you jumped on the damn video and the audio and this shit is making this rounds there are people who are driving this shit into the ground they making their rounds i'm not i'm gonna let you talk well because you know you know, niggas be throwing rocks and hiding their hand, right? Okay, does that mean, like, if you kill somebody, you don't admit it? Is that throwing rocks and hiding hands? If you've ever killed somebody, admit to killing somebody. If you've ever sent somebody to hurt somebody, admit that you did it. Or else you're hiding your hands. I'm completely confused. I'm sorry. They be throwing rocks and hiding their hand. And uh, I don't like them kind of individuals. Well, sir, sir. You know, and, and the truth of the matter is, 
you know, one can can dance and different things in front of these different cameras and, and all that kind of shit. But what are you doing right now? You are playing this dance. This is a dance that you're doing because it's an intimidational type of thing. Is that a word? It's it's a form of intimidation. What do you mean? Uh, 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 that's the question. What do you mean? Uh, dance for these cameras and stuff like that. OG. OG. This is a sit down situation. This is not for everybody. This is the, this is not the same. Uh, uh, it doesn't have the same currency in the hood as the Will Smith and the Chris Rock situation. But this is not how we should handle things in public. And and, re, and and when reality, the truth of the matter is, you know, nigga, you wasn't really right there with takeoff when he was alive. How do you know this? Who told you that? Is that your business? Why are you making characteristic jabs at a man who just lost not only a friend, but a family member? If the shoe was on the other foot, the things that you have just now said, just and we're not even done. I'm not even done letting him talk. But the thing that you just now said, if someone had said that to you, wouldn't you want to fucking pull them out of their skin alive? You would want to skin their ass alive. Why do we think that we need to talk to these kids this way? It does not work. You know what I mean? So for you to be taking these positions that you taking. You know what I mean? And I, I got people everywhere, so I hear all kinds of things. Uh, now, this is another thing. This is a different, there's so many different aspects of this little sit down. Check your friends, man. Everybody, check your friends. Just because you see a motherfucker all the time and they smile in the face, they smiling, smiling at you in your face and shit like that don't mean they your motherfucker friend. Friends often pretend. People are only useful until they are not. Somebody in this guy's circle is either running their mouth or Jay Prince just planted the seed inside of an organization that somebody over there is running their mouth. He is completely playing a reverse psychology game on this kid. Now, after someone was murdered in your family, the last thing that you need is to be trolled by anybody, even just before cell phones, before the internet, but now that we do have cell phones and now that we do have internet, if there was an issue, he should have just called that young man. He should have just called him. Uh, I'm gonna just say this to you. Uh, don't never put me in no position where, you know, I have to defend myself. No, 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 no. I, hey. Like I said, I ain't got nothing to do with this yet. My thing is, what you just now did is an indirect threat. And these kids are not dumb. What they have done is study everything that it is that we have did. What it is that we have done. Our time in this industry, and I ain't even in the rap industry, but I know once you hit a certain age, you have become outdated. Kind of like, you know, shit that show, shit that's sold in Rayleigh's after it reaches an expiration date, they ship it to the 99 cent store for discount. You can buy most of people's shit on a discount rate right now when you come from the generation that I did, but these kids also understand that 
you are not top shelf, and they are. The reach that these kids have is phenomenal, unbelievable. And I don't know if some of us understand completely how interconnected the internet really is. As soon as this internet, as soon as this interview dropped, the internet caught fucking fire. You know what I mean? That wouldn't be healthy for you. And that is a direct threat on that man's health. Now, you don't have to. Hey, I, you, I'm an idiot. And I know what the fuck that means. You know, I, I have to say that. I hate. But it's a million dollars. worth. And then. And, OK. And then let's bring it to the two hosts of this podcast podcast right here i couldn't even say that for a second because i looked up and saw a name that i did not necessarily too much care for let's talk about the two hosts right here it's funny how gilly and his little sidekick love to try to have conversations with the youth to tell them what to do or try to influence the outcome of certain situations with their million dollars worth of game, which it really isn't. You get 10 minutes worth of useful strategies, but they sat right there, scared out of their skin, but on camera, afraid to ask, sir, what exactly does that mean? Do you think that this might make things worse or better are you like, like where is all of that at why isn't those clips being uploaded what, what, what's going on with that gilly you had all that energy for some shit you didn't have nothing to do with when it came to the football game see what i mean how you ain't had nothing to do with that shit but you had all your energy you ain't got nothing to do with this shit where the fuck your energy at somebody is going to die behind an interview it is that you uploaded and the only reason that you upload shit like this is to make money so what that means is that you two niggas sitting right there got blood on your hands bro game you know what i mean it's a million dollars worth of game and i'm sitting right there looking at him him and rollo change your name nigga give it to him right on a million dollars worth of game because i ain't gonna throw rocks and hide my hand i'm gonna just let it be known that you gonna kill him if you feel threatened that's exactly what that sounds like to anybody with any kind of common street knowledge. You just threatened a man's life in front of four other individuals and the millions of people who have now seen this interview. You know, to him, because I... You can't say that you... you, you, you I, I completely get it why they don't respect us. That There it is right there. Yeah, what's being said. <laughs> and uh, it's all love after that. Yeah, and then the smile and the little giggle and shit like that. That don't make shit right. It's showing the fuck ain't going to make the situation no better. That's one thing that I do know is that nothing good can come out of that fucking interview. And this is what I mean by that, because not too long after that, this happened. Hey, first off, y'all niggas speaking on my real brother. I don't know what y'all niggas... Got what the fuck y'all niggas got going on? Y'all niggas speaking on my real brother. Now, see, this is what I mean. If you bring it center stage, I promise you, these kids, they will meet you there if they haven't already made the building, haven't made the audience field full of their fans. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. How dare one of y'all niggas even speak on me and Tate relationship, nigga? I don't know you niggas from a can of paint, nigga. 
Y'all nigga don't know how me and my brother rock, nigga. True. You trying to clear your face, nigga. You done, this your fifth interview, nigga. You done did by my brother, nigga. True. You ain't think about his mama. True. You ain't think about the family, nigga. True. We ain't said nothing. Ain't no nothing. Nobody said nothing but you niggas. You niggas, man, who y'all nigga think y'all nigga is, John? See? Who do you think you niggas is? It, it, hey, like I said, I ain't got nothing to do with none of this shit. But since it is out there in the universe, I must discuss this shit. I'm sorry I'm the offset. Got it, nigga? Ain't nobody going for none of that, bro. I ain't studying none of that shit y'all nigga talking about either. And if you heard something from me, I'm going to tell you it's, 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 it's going to come from me. Call my phone. Y'all nigga going off of he say, she say. Then y'all nigga supposed to be this is who, who y'all supposed to be. And y'all nigga on interviews and it out on an interview. See? We supposed to be the generation of gangsters. Right? Nigga, I started this gangster shit. And it's the motherfucking... No. No, you did not. You created the, the, the idea that you were a gangster, most of these guys. And now that that idea has... has planted the seeds in the gardens of the ghetto. This is what it is that we have. Little young brothers who is willing to knock your block off for nothing. Now you bring a dead family member into it. I wonder, is he going to want to play any video games with you? He's not. Okay, I'm, I'm not even funny. This is not a laughing matter whatsoever. This shit right here is so fucking disrespectful. Just, I'm sorry, Offset. I'm not. I said, then nigga, call my phone, homie. You call my phone, we'll have a conversation. They want to talk about all that plant internet, internet games. I don't. I see, and and you can obviously tell that he is upset, as he should be, mad as you would be, because someone is not only speaking on the soul of a dead individual, but then making a threat that is not even checked at all by anybody. I mean, Gilly and, 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 and Rollo, the little inspirational Rain Man nigga, these motherfuckers could have said something like, brother, come on, man. Come on, bro, we ain't got, come on. Or they could have just said, I'm not putting that interview up. It's funny how motherfuckers would love to take Kanye's shit down because Kanye's talking about some motherfucking other people. But when it comes to black on black crime in Black History Month, let's let it run. Let's do the numbers. Let's get them numbers up. Them two niggas need to be ashamed of themselves. And that's a million dollars worth of game from a broke nigga. Because that right there is some punk shit. I don't give a fuck how many motherfucking ghostwriting raps it is that you did. You wrote those ghostwriting raps because your rap career didn't do what it was that you thought it was going to do. Or else you would be the little Wayne that little Wayne is. You ain't the gangster that, it, that you say you is, nigga, when you've been sitting down for, what, 15, 10, 15, 20 years? You're not good at gangsterism. That's why you do your motivational talks in the rain, little wet boy. But yeah. Nobody said anything, and I promise you, this right here is going to keep making its rounds until there's more blood in the motherfucking streets. And everybody involved who's setting this shit up and setting this shit off, you need to be held accountable. This is Black History Month, and this is the history that we are making as black people. We are now the, 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 the pen holders of history. We now have the opportunity to not only right our wrongs 
if that's even possible, but to definitely start a standard in this transcript of black people in America about the violence that it is that we perpetrate on each other. And I'm not even a smart man, and I know this. I mean, listen, okay, grandson, I love you. I appreciate you coming in and telling me not to say things that are true, but it's just the truth, okay? I'm just a guy with a mic in someone else's garage talking shit. Okay, I'm not a millionaire, so don't nobody listen to me. But yet, that was a a bad move on that, uh, just on that whole thing. How how this is getting taken care of is terrible. I mean, what do you do with it? There's nothing that I could really do with it except for hope that there is some sort of understandable leveled ground that we can get to before any more blood is shed in the streets but my fear is that we can't get there because of ego and because of ego and because of ego i don't know what to tell you i mean did you know um that ego is a a good it could be a good thing it could be a good thing it it, it could be a bad thing you know It, it could be It could be turned into so many things, but one thing that ego will do is it'll put somebody in check real, real quick. And here's a couple of videos that I think you might find a little bit more interesting than, you know, the black on black crime that's gonna have behind this dumb shit that I just aired. Here we go. You ordered Big Mac and what, what extra sauce? Yes, extra sauce inside so, the burger. So what is that? Is that sauce? That's extra sauce. Is that sauce? Yes. Is that extra? Is that... <laughs> is that so no, 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 no. That's say, extra. If you're not going to communicate, is, with, if you're not going to communicate with me... I'm communicating with you. Is that sauce? Yes. Is it extra? No, it's separate. It's separate, but is okay. it extra? But it's not extra because the extra would be in the burger. No, the extra, it doesn't matter if the extra is in the sky, it's extra. <laughs> Extra is extra. What's going on right here is that this guy, he wants to order the burger or something. He asked for extra sauce. Now, he didn't say he wanted extra sauce on the burger. He just said he wanted extra sauce. So a guy put the extra sauce in one of the burger holders next to the burger. The guy pulled out of the parking lot and waited for an employee to come out and talk to him. And this is the conversation that ensued afterwards. It's extra. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, so now I'm funny to you. Yes, now, you're funny. now I'm a laughing yes, matter. No, you're just stupid. Now I'm a laughing. I'm yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. You are the stupid one. You what? are a fool. <laughs> you, are a, you are the one that said extra sauce. Why don't yeah. you specify I want extra sauce in the beggar? Then maybe they understand what It's common sense. Common sense. You clearly don't have it. You clearly don't have it. You clearly don't have it. If you are telling them extra sauce anywhere, you clearly don't have it. Don't tell me about ex- common sense. Extra sauce in the burger is extra You need sauce extra brain. How about us? There we go. There's a little laugh for you guys. Hey, learn how to talk and maybe you'll learn how to, you know, walk. And when I say walk, I mean move correctly through these streets. This next story, though, is going to bring a smile to some of you trappers' face. I mean, well, then again, it might not. It might be a reminder that you can't do what it is that you want to do when you want to do it whenever. Anyway, this story is brought to you once again by the Flossy Informer, a New York City mailman caught delivering kilos of cocaine from his truck while on the clock. Once again, the Flossy Informer brings this to you. A Brooklyn mailman was caught making special deliveries. Kilos of cocaine on the clock, authorities said. 
Letter carrier uh, Zawari Lewis, who is 35, was charged with drug distribution in Brooklyn Federal Court on Friday after the U.S. Postal Service's Office of Inspector General said he delivered at least three packages of cocaine to addresses across Brooklyn in December. The probe began after authorities searched a package originating from the Caribbean destined for the Bedford some um some part of the neighborhood and it, they found out that it contained about two kilograms of cocaine special agent kyle kaninsky wait hold on nest nesty i don't know what his name is uh well the special agent kyle that's what he said in the papers the package which has a street value of about $60,000 according to the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime was one of three parcels investigators tracked down that came from the same sender, all with delivery addresses around Bed-Stuy and Lewis delivered the two, the other two packages while working his route. Lewis was charged with drug distribution in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn Federal Court. Every time Lewis dropped off one of those parcels, he received $500 electric payment. This guy risked every a federal crime for $500 from a woman named Evangeline Neri. Evangeline, that's an old school name. Investigators began conducting surveillance on Lewis and witnessed him making another alleged cocaine drop from his mail truck at Atlantic Terminal Mall in Fort Greene on January 26th. Kyle wrote, their investigators watched Neri 45 of the Bronx give Lewis an empty bag before going into the mall. Neri emerged from the shopping center and retrieved the bag from Lewis's truck, although this time the bag seemed to have a large brick-like object in it, according to court papers. So they tried to do that old, you know, that, that sit at the bench, handoff type of shit, except they did that at the car, like, yeah, you leave it in the truck, I'll pick it up from the truck. Thank you, all right, peace. But anyway, they caught their ass. Invest investigators later found a kilogram of cocaine in the bag and searched Neri's cell phone where they found messages, pictures, postal receipts, and packages like the ones Lewis's had been delivering, Kyle wrote. Lewis was arrested and allegedly admitted to agents that he delivered the cocaine to Neri for $500 per package. Damn, bruh. I don't know. I, don't, I know one thing. You ain't getting no motherfucking state job after that. Shit, I need a job with the post office. If you're hiring, send me an email. Drop a DM. I, I, I gotta get out of this shit factory. I mean, I'm tired of working with shit. I mean, uh, it makes me stink. Anyway, I can't say what it is that I want to say, except for you's a stupid motherfucker, bruh. You should have knew damn well that they was watching you, man. Especially if you from the Caribbean. That's where they said the shit came from, from the Caribbean. So now we getting the drugs not only from Mexico, but from the Caribbean. All right, nice to know. So the next time you play with your nose, uh, you, might not be you might not be messing with no Mexican cocaina. It might be some of that Caribbean crab shell. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, it's it's fascinating, right? It's completely fascinating. Now, sometimes, you know, I find weird shit. All the time I find weird shit, like the last story. But what if, just, just what if I told you that revenge was a thing? Would you believe me? Would you really believe me? that revenge 
was a thing. Check this weird shit out. I'm cheating back. How about that? What? What are you doing now, friend? I'm cheating back. You cheating back? How about that? How about that? All right, let's run it. I'm cheating back. How about that? How about that? Bro, I don't give a fuck about that shit. You cheated on me. You cheated on me. What are you talking about? You cheated on me. You cheated on me first. Well, this right here is brought to you from the girl that he cheated with. Now, this guy, it, 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 if this is right and my brain is still working correctly, this guy's girl cheated on him, right? He got in his little feminine fucking bag, and there's nothing wrong with being feminine. He got in his little feminine bag, and, and it hurt his feelings. So he cheated back on her, right? That's normal. But do you know what he did after he cheated on her? He called her. And guess what the other girl did? She recorded it. What type of weird shit is going on with this? If you're going to cheat back, you cheat back. I mean, real shit. Why would you? Maybe you just. I, I, phone. I nigga. Know. Yeah, you was moaning on the phone. Remember that? Yes. Yes. Now you got to hold this down. You got to hold that down. Hold what down? It sounds like somebody was dicking her down and she wasn't there for you to hold you down and your feelings are hurt. Do you know T to the motherfucking K says, I think it's every year there's about 10,000 new prospects that hit the streets, nigga, and you doing this with your spare time? Hold it down. As a matter of fact, don't you look good? She look good, don't you? Hi. Wow, I didn't know that was gonna happen. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, that's how we go. Yo, as a matter of fact, look at this. Look at this. Watch what I'm about to do. Look, you see that? Look. <laughs> wow, he jumped on top of her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if she did, she don't even that's his get back. Get back, bitch. I mean, what can I tell you? I don't really know. I know one thing. His motherfucking feelings was hurt. I mean, completely hurt, destroyed, distraught. And sometimes, you know, you get into these bad relationships. We've all been in a bad relationship, right? Where it's always tip for that. And you go over to your friend's house and, you, you know. You can't fucking cook. What? You don't clean shit around this motherfucker. Your is little. Whoa! Stop the music, bruh. What the fuck just happened over there at Jerome House? Wait, 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 what? You can't fucking cook. You don't clean shit around this motherfucker. Your dick is little. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. don't argue with a woman. I'm just going to give you that uh, uh, piece of advice, guys. Women, from the time that they beat you to the time that they beat you, because they meet you and then they beat you. You, you can't fuck with a woman's mind, at least... A smart woman. There's some dumb bitches out there. But yeah, you can't fuck with a woman's mind. Uh, the 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 audacity to think that we could verbally spar with most women is highly unlikely to turn out as a win for us as men. As soon as they meet us, they looking at all the things that it is that they like. But when you look at somebody and acknowledge all the things that it is that you like, you must also take into comprehension the things that it is that you don't. 
So that means when they get mad at you, the things that it is that they don't like about you, they've been working, fine-tuning, sharpening up that little blade to cut you deep. So you shouldn't be fucking with no woman, especially if you know she talks shit just like that. I just, I mean, and if she does talk shit like that, what, what can you do? Especially if you got kids with this crazy bitch, what the fuck can you do? What do you do? I don't know. Let's take advice from a lady. I mean, ladies, they're, they're, they're fountains of truth, love, understanding, and they project exactly what it is that my podcast projects, and that is peace. This young lady's going to educate us real quick with a very soft, let me turn this on so you guys can get this message, all right? This, why dudes stay in a toxic relationships, this is what her post says. What do you have to say, young lady? Listen here, I'm so motherfucking tired of you booty head ass bitches want to say, oh, if this man's so happy, why don't he leave? Booty head bitches. Let me write that down real quick. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Bitch, you know why the fuck he won't leave. Bitch, he won't leave because he can't motherfucking leave. Because if he do leave, you're going to try to make his life a living fucking hell, bitch. If you got kids, you're going to use the kids. If you don't have kids, you're going to tear down his fucking name. You're going to tell everybody around you how he was a not shit man, but he was so much shit when you liked him, bitch, when shit was going your motherfucking way. Sometimes being miserable with your booty head, bitch ass, is something that he's willing to sacrifice. And booty head, that's, that's, I'm, I'm taking that forever. I'm sorry, young lady, go ahead. Exchange for you not damaging his fucking character. Y'all bitches don't just leave well enough alone. Why the fuck do y'all want to be with a person that don't want to be with y'all? Why can he not be happy? Why the fuck do he got to be stuck with you and be unhappy and you're not appreciating him and you're not doing the shit that you need to do as a motherfucking woman, but you want him to fucking stay there with your booty head bitch ass? Bitch ain't left because if he do, he might have to kill your ass, but don't shoot the messenger, bitch. Whoa, she said that he might have to kill your ass. Listen, brothers, brothers, don't put your hands on no woman when she piss you off. Don't do none of that. Do what the last brother did. Cheat on that bitch. <laughs> right? Right. Oh, wrong. I'm sorry. Bad answer. Don't cheat. Don't, don't, don't cheat. I'm sorry, grandson. I'm, I'm sorry. Papa. What's up, my guy? What, what, what's going on? All right. I'll, I'll, I'll stop. I'll, I'll stop. All right. Anyway, like I was saying, man, you know... Booty head bitches, booty head hoes, booty head something. Is your, it, it, why does booty head just ring so differently? It just hits differently. I don't know, but I did save this post and I don't know why. So this right here is a blind one. We're both going into this one blind. What's going on? And a while back, um, he said that he wished he would have testified in his own case. Oh, this is the Tory Lanez thing. All right, go ahead. I was a little shocked to find out that Tory Lanez did not testify in his own case. I said, did they have him on fucking narcotics? Who directed, who directed him and instructed him not to testify in his own fucking case? That makes a lot of sense Wait, hold on, sister. Hold on, sister. Let me. It does make a lot of sense because right before all of this was going on, we know for a fact that they have these uh, quote unquote celebrity trainers and that one of these celebrity trainers actually threatened 
Kanye West about drugging him. So drugs are very drugs and child molestation is very prevalent in the industry right now. To all that shit that was going on, let me tell you something. As dumb as O.J. Simpson is and, and, and Johnny Cochran put his ass on that stand, they got his ass off. True. When they had him put on that fucking glove or whatsoever and do some kind of take up for himself in some kind of way. Hey, did he get on the stand? I think he did or he did. Whatever it was, his dumb ass. No, he didn't get on the stand. But what he did was he expanded his hand knowing that he hadn't been taking his arthritis medication so his knuckles had swollen up and he knew that he couldn't possibly fit that glove. As you can tell, he didn't kill anybody. He was under ritual, but he didn't kill anybody. His pre and let's not forget, remember Johnny Cochran was not his attorney at first. They switched it up. I think it was Shapiro. And to be honest with you, under Shapiro in the previous energies, O.J. Simpson would have, he would have went to jail the first time. Now that other shit that went on, they had to sock it to him because he was tripping. But what I'm saying to you is that you have to, you have to advocate for yourself. You have to talk for yourself. You, get, you, you, you have to have a peace for yourself. And what is happening in the universal soul, when that pandemic went down, it took away your rights. It took away your mind, all that mandating, all that energy. And, and in reality, they, they straight goofed you. When you really peeped the pandemic, that was just for y'all to go to sleep, for them to do their, their dirty work to uproot the underworld. Man, I agree with that, especially with the pandemic. So many people lost so many things during the pandemic. Some people lost their motherfucking minds. Some people lost family members. But one thing that is definitely not talked about is we are losing rights in this country. We are losing the ability to actually talk about things that are important. And like I said right before that story, there's some very weird shit going on in the entertainment industry. Some shit that I never really paid attention to. And that's how much of the industry is about this fucking devil worshiping shit. I mean, completely about devil worshiping shit. I made a podcast about this dumb ass devil song called Unholy. Now, this right here is coming to you from We Are Breitbart. Yes, I get my information from everywhere. Now, pop star Sam Smith, who describes himself as a non-binary, performed a BDSM devil themed rendition of his song unholy now I, I, what did you expect for somebody to do if they have a song called unholy if you are going to double down as they like to say if you're gonna press the envelope and take it into a new direction if your song is called unholy why wouldn't you show up and do a devil's performance anyway now, his rendition of the song Unholy was at the Grammys on Sunday night last night, complete with red leather suits, flames, and cartoonish devil horns. Leading up to Sunday's performance, Sam Smith promised that it would likely anger Christians and cause protests at CBS for what he described as satanic imagery. He even knew that this shit was satanic. Why would you invoke Satan, you nasty motherfucker, you. Anyway, 
As it turns out, the imagery was just a few items of clothing removed from a Looney Tunes episode as Showbiz 411 reported. Sources said that the performance would make a lot of people very upset. I guarantee there will be calls to CBS from outraged Christians. A source close to Sam Smith said, Smith source said that the singer should, the, wait, the source said that the singer would playing Satan and that there would be a lot of devil type stuff, devil worship and pyrotechnics like you've never seen. It's over the top and really crazy, the source said. If by over the top, the source meant cartoonish uh, 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 and cliche, then they would be right. Prior to the performance, Sam Smith and Kim Petraeus, a man living as a woman, accepted the award for best pop duo group performance, and the media has since been hailing it as a historic moment. Listen, Petraeus, Kim Petraeus, you're a dude. Okay, that's it. That's all. I'm not doing it over here on my platform. Okay, you cannot do that. You should not be able to do that. And the people that are accepting this shit have just as much of a mental illness as you do. All right, you can live in whatever fucking cartoon world it is that you want to live in, but it is the real world that everyone else has been living in to get us where we are right now. This playing with the gender shit, fine, it's cool, it's great, but when you're starting to affect what it is that people have been trying to accomplish for their whole life as something that God gave them, their gender. You know, people want to argue about this uh, all the time. But when, when it comes down to, to, to all facts, a lot of people need to be getting into medical school because in about 20 to 30 years, there is going to be a influx, an influx of fucking confusion in the fucking emergency rooms because people are going to identify with something that nature doesn't identify them with, which in turn will turn into a whole shit show. And Sam Smith is pushing this narrative. Sam graciously waited. Wait, Sam graciously wanted me to accept this award because I am the first transgender woman to win this award, Petraeus said as the audience applauded. Now, this is, uh, this is some of the comments. This is coming from Hercules. Christians aren't outraged or shocked. We just didn't watch. We, have, we all have free will, and we will all answer to our choices. Give them up. Give them up to their unholy desires. Now, that's the truth. Everybody didn't tune in. A lot of motherfuckers might have tuned out of my podcast just because of the things that it is that I just said. But check this out, man. You don't have to agree with me. You really don't. It is your choice to find whatever truth it is that you find comfortable in your skin. That's it. That's all. In the story. Here's some comedy. Milk, latte, drinking, avocado toast, eating. Can I take cocaine? with my spouse? No, sir. No, sir. But I did not call Senator Sanders an ignorant slut. I'm not talking about buying it, but let's suppose I, I came in one day and the cocaine was there. Uh, people who are, um, are bobbing lingual. 
speak English and stupid. I don't know why we have to give money to countries that hate us. They should be able to hate us for free. Looks like we're giving Lindsay Lohan the keys to the mini bar. President Biden is sort of like uh, Kevin Bacon at the end of uh, Animal House. I can't get my head that far up my rear end. Stick it up there, fact checker. They can kiss my ass. Somebody at the White House has been smoking the devil's lettuce, okay? My car doesn't run off fairy dust. My car doesn't run off unicorn urine. Christmas ornaments, drywall, and Jerry Epstein. Name three things that don't hang themselves. Woo! I like that guy, Senator Kennedy. He is a comedian. Wow. Anyway, I mean, look, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, maybe a public service announcement is due for us to remind ourselves what time it is that we exist in. Now, this is coming to you from someone that we all should be paying attention to, I think, right? Someone that should be always remembered, especially if you come from the generation that I come from. This is coming from DMX's daughter, who is 10. She produced a fentanyl awareness docu-series. Oh, it started over. The shit started over. I must have been in here for a while. Now, she, she produced this fentanyl awareness docu-series. She says that she's ready to have the conversation that some adults aren't ready to have. This is what is going to happen. And I just promise you that I'm not a fortune teller, but I have a fortune to tell you. The generation that's coming up up under the generation that's making the music right now are going to be the smartest generation yet. Maybe a little bit disconnected, but in the end, a very aware generation. Please take it away. I lost my aunt and uncle to a fentanyl overdose and my dad to a drug addiction. DMX has died. The rapper's death follows his hospitalization after suffering a heart attack triggered by a drug overdose. Fentanyl is affecting every gender, race, class, and age group. One-year-old who allegedly was overdosing on fentanyl. From a fentanyl overdose. 15-year-old daughter Olivia died of a drug overdose. 13-year-old Jose died from an accidental fentanyl overdose. After the D.A.R.E. program came to my school and did a 10-week curriculum on drugs and drug addiction, I saw a clip of Master P on TikTok. I think you should at least try it because I don't want you to go back to this. I have friends that have been through this and it, it takes two years of being completely sober to really be like you can walk away from this. I started watching old interviews of my dad talking about his drug addiction. I'm tired of lying to myself, thinking I could do it on my own. Because when I get left alone, it's when the devil peeks in and creeps in, knocks on the door like lead and sneaks in. And it's usually around the weekend that I get reckless and jump off the deep end. I wanted to talk to other kids whose parents have died from an overdose or are still currently using. I came up with the idea to do a four-part docuseries on fentanyl and drug addiction. I wanted to talk to people about their experience, trauma, feelings, and come up with the solution to healing. I'm ready to have the conversation that some adults aren't even ready to have. And try to find out the answer we all want to know. What can we do to help our loved ones to get clean and stay clean? My goal is to educate, spread awareness, and save lives. This is a topic that I'm very passionate about. I know that I'm just a kid, but I believe that I can make a difference. But I need your help in funding the series that I'm doing independently. 
please donate and reshare my GoFundMe so you can see this project soon. Thank you so much. Please show love and say no to drugs. Boom. Damn. Shit. All right, once again, this is coming to you from the Neighborhood Talk. Let me read this to you. Now, get into this love. All right, get into it, all right? you got, I, I know a lot of people don't want to fucking deal with the, the situation that it is, okay? Now, her name is Savannah Hillman Jr., daughter to the late, great Earl Simmons, known as DMX. That thing that you just heard was her docu-series it's 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 a docu-series real which she hopes can she can produce later and turn into a four episode docu-series <clears throat> okay savannah got interested in bringing awareness after taking a dare now when we were kids dare used to come to the schools and they used to do these skits some of them really had guns with blanks in them and shit like that. But Dare used to come because they used to warn about drug abuse, right? It's funny how Dare would show up at our schools and tell us not to be drug users. And now it's actually the industry who is pressing the narrative of disassociating yourself with your mind state. But anyway, this is on her, not on me. Okay, now... According to Fox 23 News, she is really trying to get this, this docuseries off the ground. Okay, um, now after Derek came and gave her the course in school, uh, she said she wants to talk to other kids whose parents have died of an overdose or are still currently using. Her goal is to educate, spread, spread awareness, and save lives. I'm ready to have the conversation that some adults aren't ready to have savannah and with the help of her mother have created a gofundme so that she can create the four-part docuseries now we're all happy that savannah is speaking out and i'm here for it um i wish that that the the link was here i'd give it to you go to gofundme and look for savannah hillman right see if you can find her and gofundme we can hey man if you got twenty dollars to fuck off on some dumb shit man this right here could definitely change the narrative on how it is that we look at these prescription pills or even unprescribed prescriptions. It needs to be talked about. Escaping your situation only makes it worse when you come back. I, I mean, I, I can't tell you nothing else. I mean, except for the truth. I, I really can't. You know, I mean, it's, it's a lot of shit going on out here in this world. A whole bunch of shit going on out here. One thing that is going on out here is Black History Month. And most people celebrate Black History Month and don't even understand the origin of it. I need help. She'll, t she'll take it away. Have you ever wondered why Black History Month was in February? Have you ever thought to yourself America was just being petty and gave us the shortest month of the year? Well, here's the truth. Black History Month was originally Black History Week. It was started by Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Dr. Carter G. Woodson started Black History Week because Black youth were not being taught their true history in elementary and secondary schools. Originally only celebrated during the second week of February, Dr. Woodson chose that month because Frederick Douglass, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington celebrated their birthdays during February, and at the time, the most important events concerning the black race occurred during that month. And with the support of President Gerald Ford, Black History Week officially became Black History Month in 1976. Black Lives Matter, y'all, all year. The more you know, right? I mean, it's the more you know. 
But anyway, like I was saying, you know, it's it's a little informational just just for those who didn't know. If you don't know, now you know. Now, there's another thing that 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 I like to share. I mean, I have over 70 stories that I am looking at to try to figure out exactly which ones it is that you need uh, 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 to, 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 to get through your Monday because Mondays are tough. I mean, they're, they're, they're really tough, almost like like alligator skin. But but I digress. We were talking about the industry and we were talking about artists. And I did speak about a lot of artists and a lot of the podcasts that I've already produced and put out into the world. One, I definitely have to talk about about the award show last night. A Madonna. Woo, Madonna. Gravity is not doing you any justice. No pun intended, my gal. But fuck, it makes me think that you might have a mask on. Now, if you go to Justice Peace Pod, Justice underscore Peace underscore Pod, you'll see that now they have these prosthetic masks that they can put on to where you can make a grown-ass man look like a little bitty ass girl. It makes me wonder about a lot of the videos it is that we're seeing because if that's possible, the deep fakes are coming from everywhere now. Don't say, this is why I don't trust video. This is why I try not to get on video. I stay my motherfucking ass off of video. You are not about to 3D print my motherfucking face out and say I was somewhere that I wasn't. That, that's just not about to happen. People get blamed for a lot of shit. And sometimes that blame is rightfully pointed at them. Listen to this racist ass shit right here that happened in the beginning of the month, okay? He spoke up. Yeah, I am. A mother reassuring her daughter after a racially insensitive lunch option was served at Nyack Middle School the first day of Black History Month. I just hope that they won't do it again at a different school or at my school ever again. Instead of Philly cheesesteak, broccoli, and fresh fruit, Aramark, the food service company that provides meals to the district, served chicken and waffles and watermelon. I was questioning, like, because they don't usually give watermelon. You spoke up. Watermelon, huh? Now, sometimes, you know, you don't know. Let me tell you. I think that uh, Aramark, they don't want our business. They don't. Because in this time, right now, 2023, we know that anything can go viral for any reason and that black people do not play when it comes to certain shit. Why in the fuck would they serve chicken and waffles and watermelon during Black History Month if they ain't never served no watermelon ever before there? Never. It's, it's, a, it's an insult to injury and I believe a lot of these companies like the they like to poke the bear because even though we get we're, we're, even though uh, as a culture we get offended and stuff like that and we want to do things the point of, of all of this shit is that they have secret donors that company will stay in business just like every other fucking business even if some black people use them as vendors they're unwilling to do the investigative work that is needed to replace them and take them out of our economy out of our microcosm 
Aramark can kiss my whole yellow ass. And I mean that shit. Fuck you, motherfuckers, because you know for a fact, not only did you send a very, very silent message to the black children there, you sent a message to all of the racist children that also go to that school like it's okay to haze black people just as long as you got the money and the capital to keep it going you do whatever the fuck you want to do but isn't that always the story in this country you just do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do as long as you got the money i don't know you guys already know that i'm an idiot can somebody else take this off my hands it's getting too heavy there Thanks, is Alexis. a new study out today what? that says women become unhappy as they get older. Wait a second now, lady. What are you talking? Let me run this shit back. What? What's going on? There Thanks, is Alexis. a new study out today that says women become unhappy as they get older. Well, the flip side men get happier as life goes on. First of all, this study was conducted by mostly men. And when men conduct anything, they talk about their finances because men judge themselves by the, the size of their wallet toys, dare I say. So you put all your toys together in a parking lot and it makes you happy. If they were to ask other questions in this study about spirituality, about the other aspects of our lives that women would have taken over. I mean, first of all, a woman hits her sexual prime at 35. There's a reason that women live longer, Mark. Let me tell you, it is because we are stronger yes. and we are happier at the end of the day mm. than most men. And that yes. is factual and you know it. When, when men are married to women who scream like you, they just want to die sooner. Yeah! Fuck you, bitch! <laughs> Fuck you, you crying, complaining ass punk. There is a new study out I almost want to play it again. Can I? Oh, God, I hate so much that I had to do it. But it had to be done. It just, someone has to do what it is that someone else is unwilling to do. And I am that guy. That is me. That is me. I got some more things. I got, I got a couple more things for you, and I got to go. I know you got shit to do, and, and so do I. Here we go. The number two pencil is the most popular pencil in the world. Wait a second. This sounds like one of those thought things. Hold on. Let me run it back. Whatever you're doing, listen intently. The number two pencil is the most popular pencil in the world. Why is it still number two? Oh, not this again. Last time you did this, I got a headache. A pregnant woman goes swimming. Is she a human submarine? I'm not listening. Aliens landed on the moon in 1969. You could stop now. Does a straw have one hole or two? Therapy is an option. If you put one lasagna on top of another lasagna, you still only have one lasagna. You're kidding me! If a tomato is a fruit, does that make ketchup a smoothie? Oh, if money is the root of all evil, why do churches ask for it? You know, that one actually kind of makes sense. Oh, 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 if money is the root of all evil, why do churches ask for it? Anyway, let's go on to this. I stick by it. I call you a handkerchief-head Negro. I what is a handkerchief-head Negro? This is coming to you from the Internet. I call him a handkerchief-head Negro, and I'm sticking with it. Google it. You got words like gaslighting, handkerchief head, Negro, all that's in the dictionary now. You just outdated. Point of information. To you, to the speaker, do you know my name is Quincy Murphy or Councilman Murphy or Third War or Mr. Murphy? Not handkerchief, 
Negro or none of those words. None of those words. Learn how to talk, motherfucker. I view you as a handkerchief head Negro. Point, I don't know how you boo point yourself. Point of information to, you point? to the speaker. My name is Councilman Murphy. Mr. Murphy, a third ward councilman. What, them three. Not, no, we ain't using adjectives or we ain't using those other words. We ain't. See, this is the problem with motherfuckers who get power. You have to know how to exert. I'm dropping shit. You need to know how to exert the power it is that you say that you have. And you can't even exert the proper usage of vocabulary. And we are not only supposed to take you seriously, but respect whatever council fucking position it is that you have. I'm sorry, OG. And I don't even want to call you OG. I'm a distinguished gentleman. Get his ass. And, and, and I can't even say that. Fuck. Fuck him up. I can't even say that. Would you properly educate this young fella? In all due respect to you, I'm asking you and I'm asking my colleagues to... to my Stop stuttering! My name is Councilman-elect Quincy Murphy. Nothing else. I don't want to be called by anything uh, else. Uh, man, that third war going to look pretty much the same from the time you got there to the time you left. <laughs> Y'all ain't doing all of that. But your ego got you thinking you are. That's ego. That's usually how handkerchief head Negroes act and talk to other Negroes. I'm going to talk about it. They used to call him Uncle Tom. Well, there it is. Handkerchief head Negro means an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom, you motherfucking ass-kissing bastard. Well, I mean, hey, he got told what it is that he got told, and... He couldn't even keep his sentence right. What do you do with that shit? I mean, sometimes when one man checks another man, dominance is established. You know, there is a reason why in school you don't talk crazy to some motherfuckers because you might get beat the fuck up. But in today's new society, I guess anybody feels like they can say anything to anybody anytime without even properly thinking it through. Kind of like... This weird ass shit right here. It's nothing after you told me that was your shorty. I fell back. It was that simple. It's that simple. No, it's not. Clearly, it's not, bro. I came to you man to man. What? Like I'm coming to you now. I came to you man to man, letting you know what the situation was in. I go through a call. Yeah, I see you once again. I swear to God, don't you understand, bro? Hey, man. What the fuck? Man, listen to this. I respect y'all relationship, and I'm going to leave it at that. The whole thing was, when I seen her, I didn't know she was with you. They said she was with Ash. They said... that. What do you mean? She had a dress on. You said you're talking to me man to man. Now I'm confused. I'm confused also because, okay, okay. Now let me let me go ahead and try to break this down. You guys already know that I am a I'm a fucking idiot. So if if two ladies are in a relationship, right, and a dude hollers at one of those ladies, does the other lady? 
who who would describe themselves as being a man, even though they know they not a man, are they able to try to check you like a man? Can you beat them up? I got a question because dudes fight and kill over women all the time. Do women, have women taken that into consideration that guys kill guys over women all the time? Dudes get beat up in front of their girlfriends all the time. This happens. Do you still want to be a man? Do you want to be a man? Did you, did you see what I did right there? Do you want to be a man? Ah, you'll get it later on. You'll figure it out. I am so confused about this right here. But then again, I don't even need to be worried about it. This has nothing to do with me, right? Nothing at all whatsoever, but it does. You silly bastard. You silly rabbit. I got nine kids, so everything has to do with me all the time, every time, and I do usually have two cents to throw at most situations. Now, like I said, I gotta get the fuck up out of here. I'm looking for, I don't even know, I didn't, I wasn't, it was so many things. To, 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 to tag up this damn morning. Let's see what this guy has to say right here. Listen, it's a new year, y'all. We gotta get rid of some of these old ways. Pay attention to the times we living in. Like You really gotta start focusing on what's important. Now is not the time to be aimlessly dating. That's right, fellas, ladies, others. Sleeping around and jumping in and out of relationships for temporary fulfillment. Let me tell you something. You got to allow God to set a standard in your life or you're going to be sleeping with the devil for the rest of your life. Choices. I'm telling you what I know. I don't got time for no foolishness. This the way I look at it. I'm not just anybody. God created me with a purpose, meaning I'm not for everybody because not everybody is fit for the assignment he chose for me. Therefore, I'm not just going for anything and I'm not just laying with anybody. I know who I am and I know whose I am and I know where I'm going. So I'm not settling. Because when you settle, you become low-hanging fruit. You're easily accessible. All it takes is surface-level activity to draw you. Money, sex, good looks, a good date or two with the right vibes and the good drinks. And you ripping open that honey pack. Her panties are somewhere on the other side of the room laying next to one of your socks. A week later, y'all texting, I love you. Tuh. Y'all don't even know each other. Bro just lustful. He needs somebody to sleep with. Sis just vulnerable and scared to be by herself. She needs some companionship. She lustful too, though. The recipe for disaster. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, I'm not going for that. And neither should you. There's a standard over here. Have I made all the mistakes in the world? Absolutely. That's why they won't be repeated. I'm striving to be exactly who God made me to be. And that makes people who aren't fit for you uncomfortable with you. As it should. Don't lose yourself trying to find love from somebody else. You make yourself an easy grab for the devil at the bottom of the tree. Raise the bar. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. We, we, I've been hitting relationships all episode, all kinds of, of, of relationship pointers in this episode. One last relationship I would like to talk about is our relationship with our government. And I have had an issue with our relationship with the government for multiple reasons. You can call it, I mean, everything from DMV to fish and game, and fish and game in particular, because I love to fish, and I don't understand why it is that I have to buy a license for something that, quote, unquote, God created. But since I live in this country and I am a law-abiding citizen, I pay my taxes and all that shit, I just do what I'm told to do. Listen to what this guy has to say. Don't normally make this kind of shit, but uh, I'm going to make it fucking real quick. Um, so I work for highway maintenance, and there's a guy local here. He makes his own dog food. 
Um, and occasionally when there's a deer that's been hit to dispose of it, we drop it off there and he uses it in his dog food. Well, the Ministry of Natural Resources went in there today and threatened that if he continues to use these deer or have these deer dropped off, they're going to come in, they're going to fine him and or shut him down. Now, I do get, like, he's getting something for free and selling it and before everybody hops on here and chews me a new one for that. I get that. But they literally came in and said, the government owns all the deer. What? That, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't sound right. That shouldn't be right. They're wild animals. And as opposed to dropping them off at a designated location and letting them rot, this guy's using them for food for other animals. I don't see a fucking problem here. I, I don't either, except for the overreach of authority. And the authority is reaching over your head, behind your back, in between your legs. And by the time you figure out what it is that they're trying to grab, they slap you in the fucking face. I don't know exactly what to tell you except for keep your damn neck on a swivel. There is no telling what it is that's coming down the pipeline anytime soon when it comes to so many weird coincidences that are happening right now. And weird things happen all the time. It's just that now we're able to actually record them and share them in real time. In real time, things can seem, I don't know, uh, confusing. Kind of like this right here, okay? Yes. Can you get the kids some Apple Jacks? Cortez, did you get the Cortez, don't even fucking worry about it. Don't even fucking worry about it. Like, you always- I got what you asked for. Cortez, what the fuck is this? Apple Jack. This, this brother right here. Now, he was out working on the car, and his lady came out to the car and said, could you get the kids some Applejack? So what he did was take the jack from the car, went in the house, put it on the counter, and then he put an apple on top of the jack. Applejack. What's that? You told me to get What? You told me to get the kids and got the Applejack. I got the Applejack. The cereal. You didn't say cereal. You said make sure you get the kids an Applejack. What are they? Apple. What are they? Jack. Okay, put it together. Applejack. Now, what the kids going to do with it? What's that? What the hell the kids going to do with it? You know damn well I'm going to talk about this shit. What you ask for? Applejack. Apple Jack, put it together. You know what? Don't even fuck with everybody. You always do a stupid ass shit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Anyway, I gotta go. You guys already know this. But before I get the fuck up out of here, let me go ahead and leave you with what it is that I started to show off with. Facts. Weird Crime Facts, Part 53. On his 20th birthday in 1970, Bill Murray joked with a random passenger on his flight that he had some bombs in his suitcase. Soon enough, authorities were called in and ended up arresting Murray for attempting to smuggle 10 pounds of marijuana. Hold on, Phil Murray? The Rock, the Cash Buy, the, the Ghostbusters? Phil Murray had 10 peas on him and joked? With somebody who was sitting next to him, like, I got some bombs in my bag. Maybe he said, I got some bomb 
in my bag. Maybe, maybe he was trying to sell weed. I usually don't interrupt these facts, but damn. Hey, hey, Phil, if you ever hear this, bro, can I hold an ounce, please? Prisoners waiting to be executed on death row in America are given a physical beforehand to ensure that they're fit enough to die. In 2006, a woman farted on a commercial plane and tried to cover the smell by lighting matches. This immediately called for an emergency landing and an FBI investigation. In 1995, a French court found a man guilty of killing a teenage girl, but he was able to avoid jail time by hiding out in Germany. Fourteen years later, the victim's father hired a private team to locate the killer and kidnap him. They ended up finding him and dumping him in front of a French courthouse, which would later sentence him to 15 years in prison. Weird You can't get away, motherfucker. You can't get away. Anyway, I'm going to try to do a two-piece tonight. There is no promise that one will come, but I will try. And you already know that that's all we can do in the current state of you know what it is that we're going through at least try try to do better try to be nicer try to be more loving to your family just try that's the first step of anything is to actually take a first step right anyway you already know that this is another justice and the peace podcast production let me go ahead and get you out of here the right way go ahead can i get you to pull your phones out for 10 fit 20 30 seconds pull your phones out can i get you to go to the justice and the peace podcast on google you can follow me on google streams you don't have to go to spotify you don't have to go to apple Podcasts. but if you do Go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifications bell so you do get a notification when I do drop these podcasts. Each and every one of these podcasts are recorded in one sitting. No edits, no adjustments, no cuts, clips, or any of that other shit. It's all done in one sitting. Produced by me, Justice. Once again, I have to say that every single one of these podcasts are dedicated to the life, the love, and the legacy of my mother, Paige. I love you. I miss you. I'm still searching for you every single day until my last breath is left. I love you, mama. I miss you, baby. And last but not least, I cannot say this enough. Do whatever it is that you need to do to get through. Please do not hurt anybody in the process now usually i just tell you to, to to have a great day and all that other good stuff but you know what i think around this time i need to just go back to the original the original uh uh ending and that's i love everyone but fuck you <laughs> fuck you oh everything i love fuck you man be safe out there man be safe kiss your kids kiss your wife do whatever it is that you need to do but always tune in to the justice in the peace podcast thank you once again for listening hey peace